the many friends of Miss Faith Meredith, Gerald Meredith, and James Blythe, read Susan, rolling the names like sweet morsels under her tongue, were very much pleased to welcome them home a few weeks ago from Redmond College. James Blythe, who was graduated in arts in 1913, had just completed his first year in medicine. Faith Meredith has really got to be the most handsomest creature I ever saw, commented Miss Cornelia above her fillet crochet. It's amazing how those children came on after Rosemary West went to the manse. People have almost forgotten what imps of mischief they once were. And, dearie, will you ever forget the way they used to carry on? It's really surprising how well Rosemary got on with them. She's more like a chum than a stepmother. They all love her and Una adores her. As for that little Bruce, Una just makes a perfect slave of herself to him. Of course, he is a darling, but did you ever see any child look as much like an aunt as he looks like his Aunt Ellen? He's just as dark and just as emphatic. I can't see a feature of Rosemary in him. Norman Douglas always vows at the top of his voice that the stork meant Bruce for him and Ellen and took him to the manse by mistake. Bruce adores Jim, said Mrs. Blythe. When he comes over here, he follows Jem about silently like a faithful little dog, looking up at him from under his black brows. He would do anything for Jem, I verily believe. Are Jem and Faith going to make a match of it? Mrs. Blythe smiled. It was well known that Miss Cornelia, who had been such a virulent man-hater at one time, had actually taken to matchmaking in her declining years. They are only good friends yet, Miss Cornelia. Very good friends, believe me, said Miss Cornelia emphatically. I hear all the doings of the young fry. I have no doubt that Mary Vance sees that you do, Mrs. Marshall Elliot, said Susan significantly. But I think it is a shame to talk about children making matches. Children? Jam is 21 and Faith is 19, retorted Miss Cornelia. You must not forget, Susan, that we old folks are not the only grown-up people in the world. Outraged Susan, who detested any reference to her age, not from vanity, but from a haunting dread that people might come to think her too old to work, returned to her notes. Carl Meredith and Shirley Blythe came home last Friday evening from Queen's Academy. We understand that Carl will be in charge of the school at Harbor Head next year, and we are sure he will be a popular and successful teacher. He will teach the children all there is to know about bugs, anyhow, said Miss Cornelia. He is through with Queen's now, and Mr. Meredith and Rosemary want him to go right on to Redmond in the fall. But Carl has a very independent streak in him and means to earn part of his own way through college. He'll be all the better for it. Walter Blythe, who has been teaching for the past two years at Lowbridge, has resigned. Red Susan. He intends going to Redmond this fall. Is Walter quite strong enough for Redmond yet? Queried Miss Cornelia anxiously. 
We hope that he will be by the fall, said Mrs. Blythe. An idle summer in the open air and sunshine will do a great deal for him. Typhoid is a hard thing to get over, said Miss Cornelia emphatically. Especially when one has such a close shave as Walter had. I think he'd do well to stay out of college another year. But then he's so ambitious. Are Di and Nan going too? Yes. They both wanted to teach another year, but Gilbert thinks they had better go to Redmond this fall.